First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Checking in once again from Auburn, Alabama, and soon to be Baton Rouge, Louisiana, it's Thursday, November 30th, 2023, and this is TSL Today. We hope you enjoy the new audio format of TSL Today as we shift toward a quick and easy news update on everything Hokie sports for your commute home. I'm your host, Carter Hill, and today we'll be joined by our managing editor, David Cunningham, to preview tonight's matchup in the ECC-SEC Challenge between Virginia Tech and LSU. That's all coming up next on TSL Today. This episode of TSL Today is brought to you by the Hokie Way. Hokie Way supports student-athletes in leveraging their name, image, and likeness to amplify the mission of charitable organizations as a way to give back to the community. Your contributions to the Hokie Way support Hokies NIL are tax deductibles. Visit thehokieway.org to learn more. All right, David, let's bring you into this thing now. Virginia Tech, LSU, tonight in the ACC-SEC Challenge. A rematch from last year's Final Four, and at this point in the season, it really doesn't get any bigger than this. No, it doesn't, and this is the first year of the ACC-SEC Challenge, and this is the premier matchup. Virginia Tech, LSU, top 10 matchup in Baton Rouge, Final Four rematch. This is maybe, if Virginia Tech did not play Iowa already on a neutral floor this year, maybe the second or third biggest college basketball game this year, and... um, I think when you look at the biggest college basketball games of the season so far, Notre Dame played Tennessee on Wednesday night. That was pretty big. Notre Dame and South Carolina obviously played in Paris earlier this year. But I think out of if you look at the top five games, Virginia Tech has probably played in two of them now, one against LSU and then one obviously against Iowa in Charlotte. Virginia Tech's in the spotlight. This is a big opportunity. This is arguably the second biggest non-conference game in Virginia Tech women's basketball history. And of course, the other one that it's behind is the game against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Got to start here, though. Angel Reese, after being sidelined the past four games, according to head coach Kim Mulkey, she's going to be available tonight and she's going to play. And I can't imagine that's something that surprises you. No, uh, that's been an interesting situation to follow. Kim Mulkey didn't give any specifics for a while about what was going on and didn't give any specifics on Wednesday when she was asked. She just said that Angel Reese will be available to play. Whether or not she starts, up in the air. Uh, Whether or not she's rusty, whether or not she's even been practicing, I'm not really sure. I don't know if anybody really knows. But Angel Reese can be an X factor. She can be a difference maker for this team. Without her, Virginia Tech, I don't want to say has a bigger advantage, but obviously Elizabeth Kittley would have been going up against a freshman down low. You bring in Angel Reese. She's a very experienced player. She went toe-to-toe, probably out-dueled Elizabeth Kittley, I would say. Had 24-12 and when Kittley had about 18-13 and in that Final Four matchup. Angel Reese is very, very good, and I think when you look at this matchup, she could make all the difference. Yes. 
On top of that, though, we were talking about it last night after the Auburn game on the men's side of things, which, by the way, if you want a quick recap of that one, a 74-57 loss for Virginia Tech inside Neville Arena, check out David Cunningham's Twitter page or X page, and you can find a full recap there. But we were talking about this, and somebody else for Virginia Tech has got to score. Obviously, the Liz Kitley-Angel Reese matchup down low is the highlight, so to say, but in your eyes, how does Virginia Tech match up with LSU and who else is going to have to step up for the Hokies tonight? It's going to have to be Kayla King and Matilda Eck. They're going to, it's going to have to be a group effort, but they're specifically going to have to step up. Matilda Eck hit two shots. I think she was 2 of 14 down in the Cayman Islands. Kayla King was a little bit better. She was like 5 of 20. They have to make plays tonight. It is going to have to be a group effort against LSU. Rose Mishaw, Olivia Sumia, who obviously played very well against yeah. Tulane in that game on Saturday in the Cayman Islands. It is going to have to be an all-around effort. Virginia Tech is going to have to use everybody. That is the bottom line. If a freshman gets in the game, Karis Baker, Clara Strack, they are going to have to do something. In a game like this... Every minute from every person matters. If you don't see Kenny Brooks go to his bench much, it's probably because he's worried that there's going to be a drop-off. Yes. And in a game like this, where it's going to be very physical, where it's going to be very high energy, where I would say even that it might be a little bit chippy at times, you want experienced players on the floor that are going to be able to hold their own. And in a game like this... You need players like Matilda Eck and Kayla King to come forward and hit shots. They did not do that in the Cayman Islands. They are capable. They did not do that. You need Georgia Amor to continue to play within herself, obviously not have a nine-turnover game. This is a good opportunity for Virginia Tech. At the same time, LSU's at home. And I would say LSU probably has the advantage, simply because LSU has scores from everywhere. Haley Van Lith. Yes. Uh, you know, she she is kind of taking a back seat a little bit, but she's very very good. Anissa Morrow was a leading scorer in the nation last year at DePaul. She's averaging a team best 18 points per game. They've got a freshman that uh, Williams or Michaela, I believe, is her. Is I her believe first that's name. correct. Um, yes, she's playing very well, averaging about 17 points per game. Then you bring in Angel Reese. Can't even forget to mention Flaje Johnson. I mean, this is a stacked LSU team. Not surprising, LSU, you know, picked national champions at the beginning of the season, like picked to repeat. They've struggled to put some of the pieces together here and there, but in this game, I'm sure they're going to be locked in. This is a big time game, and, and Virginia Tech has to bring its A game across the board. Yeah, there are a lot of parallels there because it's not just Liz Kitley for Virginia Tech, it's not just Georgia Amor. And it's not just Angel Reese for LSU. Haley Van Lith comes in, and everybody knows how good of a player she was at Louisville. So that creates quite the one-two punch for sure in Baton Rouge. To recap the Tigers' season so far, very interesting. So they are preseason number one. They've since dropped to number seven because of a 92-78 to season opening loss to Colorado. And the Buffaloes are now a top-five team nationally. So that's a good loss if there is one, so to say. It's not a bad loss at all but since then they've responded even without Angel Reese for four of those games they've won seven straight and sure the competition maybe hasn't been steep but they've averaged over 95 points a game and certainly have the ability to score quite a bit yes they do and uh, this is going to be the biggest challenge I would say yet maybe for LSU but Colorado is a very very good team let's not let's not 
look at that loss and go, that's a bad loss. Yeah. Colorado's a top five, top ten team. LSU did not perform well in that game. It was the season opener. Kind of a little bit of a gut check, reality check kind of for them. This is going to be very interesting because this is a team that scores the ball very, very well. My biggest question is Virginia Tech offensively. I think Tech will be okay defensively. But if you think back to that Final Four game against that size, athleticism, length, Virginia Tech got to that fourth quarter and could not score, could not buy a bucket. Different teams, obviously. But Georgia Amore and Elizabeth Kitley have to keep the team grounded in terms of being able to run offense, get good looks, don't just pull up for the first available shot. Again, Virginia Tech has you know, played a good team in Iowa already this year. This is a little bit different. It's less one player, more of a team game. Yes, and that Iowa game, while it was probably about a 55-45 split for Virginia Tech, it was on a neutral floor, and now you are having to go in a hostile into a hostile environment and probably one of the better environments that Kenny Brooks's team has played in since he's come to Virginia Tech. NC State's pretty good in the ACC. There are a couple others as well, but this one probably certainly will rank up there. What do you expect crowd-wise tonight? I expect it to be a, a rabid crowd. Uh, this is a this is a place that Kim Mulkey kind of put back on the map a little bit. Quickly, too. National champs, second year. This is a... A, a, an atmosphere, I believe, that, that will really challenge Virginia Tech. You mentioned it. You go to NC State. You go to North Carolina. There are, there are some places in the ACC that have good atmospheres. Um, even, again, in, in the case of NC State, great atmospheres. This is going to be something unique, I think. Um, it's a pretty big arena, the Pete Maravich Assembly Center. I I expect it to be a, a very good crowd, and, and this is Virginia Tech's first true road test of the season. How do the Hokies perform? This is a benchmark. Even if Virginia Tech loses this game, what do you learn about this team? Kind of like the men on Wednesday night at Auburn. First true road game. You learn a lot about your team in those situations. Kenny Brooks is going to learn a lot. It's not like the Hokies have a very super challenging non-conference schedule remaining. This is it. You've got this, and then you go to ACC play. You lose this game, it's not going to hurt you. It is my, maybe in a little bit of the national perception, but it's not going to hurt you in terms of your chances to make the tournament or anything. You're going to make the tournament, but the worry is that if you just come out and look flat in, in a road game, like you, you need to come out, punch LSU in the mouth right away. It's going to come down to a fast start, and, and um, I have confidence in Tekken doing that. Um, but it's more so getting contributions from everybody. That's what I'm most curious to see because if you look at these last handful of games, if you look at that Iowa game, Rose Mishaw was very inconsistent. Matilda Ack, Kayla King were inconsistent. A name we haven't mentioned yet, Carly Wenzel. Yeah. You need Carly Wenzel to come out and play big minutes when she's on the floor and score some big buckets like she did against Iowa. That felt like a coming out game for her then. You need everybody to play and complement each other well. This is not a game where you you can just say, oh, okay, well, that person's not scoring the ball. We'll continue to give them looks and hope it goes down. You need to go with your best options. And if that is to go inside Elizabeth Kitley or that is to, to create stuff for Georgia Amor, so be it. Um, but, but this is going to have to be um, 
a really good coaching job, I think, by Kenny Brooks and his staff tonight. Cannot get into foul trouble either. That was certainly a problem against Iowa. LSU coming off of a 76-73 to victory over Virginia down in the Cayman Islands. And now I'll toss it back to you real fast, David, to, to really see what, what your thoughts are on this. Who wins tonight, Hokies and LSU? I think it's going to be LSU. I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, and the reason I say that is because I, I don't feel confident about Tech's three or four through seven or eight yet. I, I, this is a group that's coming together, and I think they have a lot of potential, but we have yet to see it. And it's going to take Olivia Summiel to have 10, 15 points. It's going to take Rose Michaud to have 10-ish points. It's going to take Kayla King and Matilda Eck to hit big-time threes. It's going to take everybody. Virginia Tech has not had a game where it's everybody's come alive yet. I'm more out on them. It's more so I'm out on Tech because I think Tech is probably the better team and will be the better team in the long run. But I just think in this moment, in this atmosphere, on the road for the first time, LSU got a little bit of an advantage already. And I think LSU is the more prepared team, even without Angel Reese. I think the the scores are there. Um and this team is kind of playing a little bit more complete basketball at the moment. That doesn't mean Tech cannot win, but I just don't expect Tech to because of the way Tech's played recently. What's everybody going to find on TechSideline.com over the next day? Well, we've got LSU preview up. We've got a you know two two stories from Auburn men's basketball, and we'll have a, two stories from Baton Rouge. So then getting back to, to Blacksburg, Obviously, men play Louisville on Sunday, so plenty of basketball content to go around. Go to TechSideline.com. Mm. Well, we got to get on the road. Check it out this hotel in Auburn. Get to Bucky's and get to Baton Rouge. Hokies sure. and LSU tonight, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN in the ACC-SEC Challenge. That's David Cunningham. I'm Carter Hill, and that was your Thursday installment of TSL Today. TSL Today.